0: I want to share this with you right quick before I leave. I want you to go with me to Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14, and I'm going to read verse 10 through verse 13. Just a few verses, and it's our custom in the culture of our church that when we read the scripture before preaching, we all stand. It's not for me, but if you just stand for the reading of God's word. And I'm going to start reading at verse 10. If you have it in the Bible or you're at least seeing it on the screen, I want you to signify by saying, I have the bread. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were so afraid and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of where we were? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt when we said, Leave us alone, and we'll just stay here and be their slaves? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians. Listen at this kind of talk. It would be better if I would have just stayed where I was than to die where I am. Verse 13. And Moses said unto the people. Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he's going to show to you when? Today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today. I love this scripture. You shall see them again. Don't y'all do that over here. (laughs) No more forever. The Lord shall fight for you And you shall put up your gloves and hold your peace. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Uh, If you're visiting with us right after church, we have a gift for you in one of the lobbies. It don't matter which one. Thank you for being with us. I want to share this message with you. Encourage somebody near you and just tell them the statement. Tell them, I'm living in the now. Living in the now. There's a psychological term uh, that's called comp- compartmentalization. Um, it's a defense. It's a defense mechanism. It's used to avoid cognitive dissonance or the mental discomfort uh, and of anxiety caused by conflicting situations and multiple tasks that's in front of an individual. Uh, some people look at it as a weakness depending on the way you look at it, but compartmentalization actually can be a benefit. It can be. It's the ability to deal with what's in front of you. Without it, a firefighter would never be successful. Not one that's married with children. Because they would not be effective to do what's in front of them always considering what they left at home it's, it's the ability to face what's in front of you without being overwhelmed with what's behind you it's the ability to be present it's not about disconnecting because some people compartmentalize so long that they get disconnected from situations and circumstances being disconnected means there's a lack of awareness. It's not that I'm not aware of tomorrow or yesterday, it's that I have an understanding that there's nothing I can do about it right now. <laughs> there's some people who tap out completely, but I'm facing, I'm dealing with today. Why? You will never experience the beauty of the present. Living in the past. I need you to look at somebody and tell them, this is beautiful. beautiful. Not will be, right now. These are the good old days. Now. You know, people never call it the good old days now. We always call it the good old days looking back at it. But there's a writer who wrote for the office. <laughs> he says, I wish there was a way we could know we were in the good old days while we were in them. Because if you ask to me, no one, cousin Beverla, has produced good music since the 90s. I have no idea what this music is about. like what huh come out of there you devil I remember songs like have you ever loved someone so much you thought you died given so much of yourself it seemed the only way tell me okay heavy D and so for real see I don't have no idea what I'm talking about Brandy wrote lyrics And that's what I call the good old days, when R&B was real R&B. I mean, you I don't want to bore you with this, oh, but I love you, I love you, I love you. Y'all skip the park, y'all skip the dinner, y'all skip, and y'all go. Ain't no holding hands, no nothing, it's just. So that's what I say but then my mama and Aunt Peggy would say ain't no good music since the 70s but you put on a little Marvin Gaye and why because our language is consistently cased in the past when that's where we're living When we see that all the best of times were in the past, all the things that were good and easy and everything was better in the past. These are people who exhaust their energy trying to recapture it or to recreate it. The past for many represents when things were simpler. We all at times wish we could be kids again. I miss Saturday morning cartoons oh wow oh wow i miss when friday the greatest uh assignment on friday night was to watch full house i'm just i'm just gonna smell it for a moment family matters step by step Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Let me come back. Okay. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Prophet Mickey, don't leave, but he's okay. He said, I I miss the simplicity of it. Every once in a while I wish and I do it sometime. I'll go over to my grandmother's house and I'll just get on the bed with her with my suit on for a moment just trying to recapture what it felt like to be safe because I remember I couldn't wait till I was grown enough that I didn't have to live under my mama's rules I couldn't wait to get old enough to do like I want to do but now I realize being grown is overrated now I wish somebody would just tell me what to do and pay my bills I just wish times wish we could be kids again but tell your neighbor it's not happening because if you went back you will realize that road is really just a path that mansion was really only two bedrooms and what you thought was so tall was just a step hmm Living in the past is when you immortalize your past hurts. Just because you experienced the tragedy doesn't mean you have to live with the trauma. Trauma is when you are consistently living with the pain associated with what happened. In other words, it's still not it's it's it's, it's not still happening, but it's still affecting some of us are living in cemeteries. Arguing with people who are not talking back. Being held hostage by individuals who have actually moved on. Living in living in the past. Where you have where you have used your Scars as a mechanism to keep people yoked and obligation to you. I know I didn't do everything right in our marriage, but we're still together. We're fighting through it, but we'll, we'll never heal if you keep picking at the scam. Yes, we need to talk about it. We need to go through counseling. But I see you that live in the past. You're like I was when my mother corrected me. This is before the time out generation. I didn't have an iPad for my mother to take from me. I love my mother, and my mother tells me to be very careful because sometimes I present her as an abuser. (laughs) And every once in a while, when I give this presentation of my upbringing with corporal punishment, she'll tell me, you didn't go to jail, did you? But uh, without the timeout or the removal of iPads, my mother did things, because we lived in the, in the country, in the rural area, when correction came, she was a person of great grace and mercy. But if the teacher ever wrote a note and sent it home, and she had corrected me several times, my mother would um, bring outside to the inside. This is the best way I could. Da- see, 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 Whitaker, y'all don't know what I'm talking about here. But, but my mother would go get branches um, off trees. <laughs> and I already knew what was happening. And if she reached for me and pulled back and it left a mark. When I came to the table to eat dinner, I'd be like... <sighs> I'm bleeding. <laughs> Country rule slang for I am bleeding. But oftentimes there was no blood. There was a mark. She was no longer whooping me. But I was still crying. And I was still bringing attention to it. Because I wanted her to suffer for what she did to me. When there's food in front of me that I'm refusing to eat. And some of you are trying to make your past pay for what's, what happened to you when really you're punishing yourself and keeping yourself locked from your future. So we find ourselves living in the past. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you may not owe it to them. But tell them you owe it to yourself and your future to let it go. Let let it go. Let it go. Stop rehearsing it. Let it go if it's a testimony it should have some victory with it if you still telling it and it's still a sign that you haven't moved past it you need to let it go you're not the only one that's ever been hurt you're not the only one that's ever been cheated on you haven't been the only one that's ever been disappointed and guess what the older you get the more grace you will give the people because the older you get you're gonna disappoint somebody you're gonna hurt somebody you're gonna do somebody wrong oh y'all ain't got old enough yet you know what i'm talking about So you better learn how to give grace to others. Tell your neighbor, unhook them. Mm. Elder Francine taught such a powerful Bible study on Wednesday. If you didn't get that, you need to go back and listen to that. Because she was talking about the key log. If it ever, if, if, the, if the river ever gets stuck with all the logs instead of trying to attack all of it, find the key log. Because the moment you move the key log, everything else is going to start flowing in your life. And some of you have been hindered from the flow because you won't deal with that one thing. You want to blame everybody else, but how long are you going to be a victim to what somebody else did? How long are you going to be a victim for who didn't show up for you? So some of us are locked in. Thank y'all so much for your patience. Some of us have been so locked in from our past and then some of us are actually distracted by our future. Don't be so distracted by the future that you fail to serve your now. Why is that important? Because Jason, it's all connected. When you find yourself getting overwhelmed with your task, deal with one thing at a time see some people you get so overwhelmed with everything that's in front of you that you end up doing nothing you come in your house you're like i gotta clean my house when i get home and then you come in and you're like oh my goodness (laughs) my bedroom looks like the rapture took place with a whole lot of people And I'm telling you, you have those days where you get so overwhelmed with all the clutter. There's dishes. See, y'all talk about other folks' house, but some people ain't never been past your living room. Come on. There's some days if you got kids, your house is not a museum. Come on. If you work all the time and you ain't got no maid to come behind you, there's some days you'll just say, you know what, I'm going to get it in the morning. Until you oversleep. don't you make me come through don't y'all look at me like this don't make me come in here and prophesy about them clothes that still ain't been folded some of you just taking clothes out the basket now you, you <laughs> they never made it to the drawer you just taking them out the basket that's real Some of y'all paper plates have been your best friend in this season. You act like you're so green friendly, but I see them white paper plates that keep going in the microwave and keep melting in the midst of the heat. <laughs> your hot pocket spirit. I see you. I see you. You get overwhelmed. And so you just end up sitting down turning on Netflix and doing nothing. You get so overwhelmed with so much homework. (laughs) So much, so many papers to write that I don't know where to start. So I end up not starting at all. But you got to take a moment and do it one thing at a time. And you have to learn to make things and people wait in line. You were never called to be God. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you were never called to be God. You have to prioritize. Don't waste the day. Don't waste the time and the lesson of right now. There are principles that you need in order to function in your future. And those principles are gathered in your today. If I never learned anything about math, which I didn't learn a lot, I'm still trying to figure out what in the world does any, some of that have to do with what I'm doing. One thing I did learn, it does not pay you well to skip steps. When it comes to mathematics, it don't pay you well to skip. You know, I don't need all of that. Take me to trigonometry. (laughs) I I had a teacher that one time passed my test with the wrong answer. She did. She said, no, no, she was, she, she was, and I didn't understand it. She says, You got the answer wrong, but I'm going to count it right. I said, huh? She said, because she says, the point of this question was not about the right answer. It was about knowing the proper process. And some of you are overwhelmed because you want to be perfect at everything. And God says, no, I want you to learn the lesson. You're not going to always get it perfect, but I need to make sure you know the principles. Scream at somebody, tell them, I don't always get it right. But at least I'm in the right process. At least I'm thinking the right way about it. At least I'm going in the right direction. These are principles that you need in order to function in your future. So it don't pay you to skip. On the days where it gets hard, and I'm telling you all, as your pastor... You know, I want to be as transparent with you as you can handle it. I love God. I love the church. I love you. I love my family. I'm excited about everything God is doing in our movement. In my life, these are good days. But Charles Dickens says this. It is the best of times and the worst of times. And I say it like this, all at the same time. It's the tale of two cities. And so I have days, Adrian, where I just want to escape. And I almost want to just shut down. And on those days that's hard, I have to speak to myself and say, no, no, no. Don't waste the day. I may can't do everything I want to do, I may not have the strength to do everything that's on my table, but one thing about it, when I get into tomorrow, I'll be able to look back at yesterday and say, at least I accomplished something. Don't shut all the way down that you have to look at uh, your yesterday with regret. Because what if what you're worrying about turns around by tomorrow? Will you be prepared to walk into the door that opens or will you be so unprepared because you cried in the hallway? Listen what Jesus says about many of us to deal with anxiety about tomorrow. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25 through verse 34. Therefore I tell you stop being worried or anxious perpetually uneasy and distracted about your life. About what you're going to eat. How am I going to buy groceries? Know about your body, what's going on with my physical health and what I'm going to put on, where my clothes coming from. Isn't life, is life not more than food and the body more than clothes? When you go out tomorrow, look at the birds of the air. They don't tithe. (laughs) They don't go to work. They don't sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them for the day. Now this is a question that's important for all of you who've been so stressed out. Are you not worth much more than them? And who of you by worrying you who worry How much height can you add to yourself? And how much time can you add to your life? (laughs) Her husband told his wife one time, says, you know worrying about it don't do nothing, right? She said, yes it does. Because 99% of the things I worried about ended up not happening. (laughs) Because some people have that backwards mindset that they think their worrying fixes things. Why are you worried about clothes? Look at the flowers of the field. They don't labor. They don't spin. They don't make clothes. Yet, huh, I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory and splendor is dressed as well as they are. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which is alive and green today and then they're going to come down and cut it tomorrow you have a little faith. Therefore don't worry or be anxious about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or what you're going to wear. But that's how pagan people do. People who are not saved. But your heavenly father knows that you need them. But first and most importantly you need to seek, aim, and strive after the kingdom and its righteousness. Mm-hmm. And y'all know I like what King James Version says. And all these things shall be added unto you. Last verse, verse 34. So don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day got its own problems. Mm. And so, uh, I used to have this strong anxiety about flying and most of it happens a a large gravity of it a a big part of it would happen the day before flying I'm not talking about when I walk on a plane I'm talking about the night before (laughs) some days two days before in my mind "Mm, I gotta fly this week oh lord And I've been on a plane and I would get mad at myself because I always land. But I've been exhausted when I finally get there. I'm serious. Like when we get ready to take off, I would lean back in my seat to help the plane get up. Oh, don't y'all, oh, don't y'all judge me. Cause some of y'all be on the passenger side putting on brakes. There's no break over there. <laughs> and so when the plane going up, I used to go like, "All right, all right, come all right." As though my anxiety is helping the pilot. And I would be worried and stressed, and I always get there, but it costs me something to worry. It cost me peace of mind. I remember before Lynchburg got jets, we had them planes, them little prop planes that go like this. And I remember being on there with a bunch of kids and mad at them because they was just talking and laughing. I'm like, don't y'all see what's going on? Y'all just talking and laughing and playing games? This is not playtime, this is prayer time. It was a story about a, another pastor. He was on a plane and, and um, the pilot told them that they was going to incur some turbulence so there wouldn't be any beverage or food service. Everyone stay in your seat. And uh, that turbulence came. Really bad turbulence. A bunch of dipping up and down. And Pastor Westgate, we talked about that. We've been in some flights before that did the dipping, Right? And he said, he looked over and saw this little girl sitting by the window. And she was just playing with her toys and looking through her coloring book. And she was smiling. And everybody on the plane was going, "Ooh!" Not the little girl. She was sitting by herself and she was fine. And so when everybody finally landed, she was like, everybody like, we getting off this plane. And the pastor said he was so interested to talk to this little girl and says, hey, I see you weren't scared today. You know, you." dude, she says, no, my daddy is the pilot and he's driving me home. (laughs) When you know who's driving? hallelujah when you know who's in charge God said if I'm taking care of everything else what makes you think I'm not going to get you to your place of destination I need somebody to praise God because he's in control do you trust him? do you really trust him? do you really do you really trust him? because when you're not living in your now you get overwhelmed the bible says that they came out of their past they came out of egypt but then they got at a place where the egyptians were behind them and a red sea was in front of them and when when you get in a tight spot in your life the devil will start talking to you making you think it would have been better if you would have stayed where you were I know I'm talking to somebody in here. The devil will start telling you you had it easier before you got saved. But the devil is a liar. The only reason why you could have had it any easier, hallelujah, why you won't save was because the enemy was was feeding you to keep you enslaved. And some of you, some of you have mistaken control for love. When people are only kind to you to keep a yoke on you. And they start talking to themselves and say, we should have stayed in Egypt. Look at us now. We should have stayed in Egypt. He, 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 God brought us out here to die. Wow. And what happens when you get in moments like that? If you can't get a hold of God, you will punish the people who is around you. Some of you have been punishing your spouse. You've been punishing your friends. You've been punishing family members, people who love you because you really can't put your hands on God. Here they are with their past coming behind them and their future in front of them. That past tries to destroy them because, you know, people will bring up stuff from your past to try to destroy you. <laughs> and then I'm looking at my future. and My future looks like it has the ability to drown me. And what does God say? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Don't run. Don't withdraw from classes. Don't get, don't go see a lawyer and try to get out of this marriage. Don't start looking for another church. Because you think, you think it's location. It's really not location. You think, shh, There's something that God wants to show you here. And I'm not telling you, you're never moving. There's not a day after this. But you won't be prepared for the wilderness journey if you don't get the lesson that God is trying to show you in the day. There's a miracle that God wants to reveal to you now that you're going to be able to pull from, from seasons in the future. If you don't get this revelation of this God that says stand still, You won't have nothing to draw from there's something i want to show you in this moment in this situation Uh, yeah i know i know your past is coming don't focus on your past i know the future is great don't focus on the future see the salvation that he's going to show you today and so that's my that's that's my message that was it i mean it ain't the way i thought it was going to be but well, thank you <laughs> they even put a hypnotic background to try to just put y'all in a trance to make y'all think I was saying something good uh, all I, wa- I want to tell you is uh, I was telling the guys uh, uh, will you play thank you I was telling the guys when we were at the uh, at the lake camping. and I said guys did y'all notice while we've been out here our phones have been away from us and our boys were just overwhelming us we want to get into water we want a high dog we're gonna throw rocks at bishop i want y'all to know that i felt the rocks i just did not respond because i was you know almost got man was that you malik was that you that threw the rocks this time you did it the other year you didn't do it this time was it you, Pastor Marvin? Because you've done it and it was fruits. No, this that hit the back of my head was not a fruit snack. Marlon, I know I've had to correct you a couple of times, so was this your way of getting back at me in the dawn? I mean, if oh, somebody hit me with a rock, and I don't play that. Okay, right, let me get back to this one. Play some real spiritual. While we, were, while we were in that moment out there, I was like, guys, the kids are getting older. And I know we got some other things we need to do when we go home and all of this, but let's be in the now. Yeah. We call the present a present because the present is a gift. And I pray that you don't run right past it. That you don't unpack the blessing of and I know some of you have been overwhelmed. Trust me, I know what it feels like to be overwhelmed. But lift up your hands and tell the Lord, "I thank you for right now." <laughs> I thank I thank you for this moment you've given me. Help me to be present in the now. Help me to be present with my spouse. Help me to be present with my children help me to be present with you in this now. There's times I gotta learn how to compartmentalize. I gotta focus on now. Because your reputation is good. Usually after I didn't wear it and wear it and wear it and wear it and wear it, it It always works out. (laughs) What is it that he didn't work out? Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.